Bills Fan Podcast for October 26, 2016, episode number 89. How about that? Wow. Another Patriots game at home, this time with Tom Brady. Even though last time it was in Foxborough without Tom Brady, but let's not get all technicality, technicals enough in this piece. Before I kick you in the ding dong. Hey, don't don't beat yourself up with that big vocabulary over there. Tell these listeners who you are. You didn't no. Even... What's your name, fool? My name is David. Find me on Twitter at numbillsfan. And I'm Adam. Find me on num. Yes, find me on Twitter at numbillsadamb is what I meant to say. Welcome to the Numbills Fan Podcast, where we just podcast about the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Oh, is that what this is about? That's what it's about. We talk about the Bills. We try to stay objective. We try to do the whole tea leave reading thing with our lack of a lot of football knowledge. We don't have much. But we add up what's been told to us, and we could tell you where to go to find out more technical information. So if you don't know, find us on numbillsfan.com or any platform anywhere you could think of. Stitcher, Google Play, you can download us, subscribe us on iTunes, everything, but numbillsfan.com, numb, as in, like, no matter what happens, you're still here, because you must be quite the super fan or loser if you're listening to a podcast about the Bills. Oh, yeah, and for all the subscribers out there, especially the iTunes subscribers, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. And it helps us look good on, on iTunes, and that's that's what we're all about, is, is flexing in public, right? I'm all about peel offs with myself. We're, we're we're the we're the guys at the gym, except not at all. But we're the guys at the gym just doing upper body the entire time. So we're skipping leg day. Give us that. Give us that iTunes review so we don't have to do leg day. Yeah, leg day. Leg day. Uh, I, I, lifting weights. Not not. Sorry guys, not up my alley. I'll play some hockey, but that's about it. Uh, Definitely never isolating my muscles probably ever again in my life. Um, that said, we also do a Facebook show. Oh, yeah. We did one of those tonight, didn't we? Yeah. Find it. Numbillsfan.com. Oh, shit. Sorry. Damn it. I'm so dumb. No. Facebook.com. Numbillsfan. I'll put it on numbillsfan.com so that way you don't look like an asshole except for the fact that you pointed it out yourself. All right. I'll just try this for the eighth time. Facebook.com. Numb Bills fan. We do a live show. Numb Bills fan podcast. 7 p.m. Search it out. It's easy. We talk Bills. You come interact with us. And that's what we do. We talk back to you. We'll answer you with anything you want to bring to the table. Just, wanna... not, just not today. We kind of bulldozed over like three-fourths of the comments. And we're sorry about that. I don't but... think we did. I, I don't know. A lot of them said the same thing today. 
So there, there got to be bickering in our comments today, which was which was fun. I yeah, I'm that. flattered. I'm flattered. I like bickering. Yo, tell them about our friends at PunchDrunkSports.com. Yeah, PunchDrunkSports.com. Uh, yeah. There's a podcast, Punch Drunk. Find them on iTunes and everywhere else as well. It has uh, Sam Tripoli, Ari Shafir, and Jason Tebow, and they do an awesome job talking sports. Yes, it's three comedians, but to me, I look at it like. They're pretty much just unfiltered take, no ESPN in the house, and that's why we're linked up with them as the podcast for them, for the Bills. So, again, check them out. Good sports talk all the way across the board, including a lot of UFC stuff. So, lastly, we're brought to you by BillsForLife.com. Check them out. They're also the ones who present our Facebook show, and they're incorporated with the Red Pintle Tailgate. I'll be making a stop up at the Red Pintle Tailgate like always. You know, it's like seeing family. You got to go see the family. Yeah, hammers lot across so check the stadium. Them out, watch Nick yell some shit off the van and do his thing. Rile up the troops. They won't allow him to the PA. I don't know why that is. I'm about to show up there with like a rolly cart and roll some speakers because I'm not risking my parking spot on 28. You know what? You know what we really need to get a PA. Dude, we should get megaphones. Yeah, he has a megaphone. It's weak as hell, though. He's got, like, a, a, a smaller one. Not, not a baby, but, like, a medium. It's pretty pathetic. And I go, why don't you plug into the <laughs> If PA? I had a dollar for every woman who said who said that about me. Well, I asked him, I go, why don't you just... Not like a baby one. It's a medium. I go, I go why don't you just plug into the PA? He goes, uh, I don't know. I think they think they, they said I'd screw it up somehow. I go, I think you just need a mic cable long enough. And those are power speakers, and you can yell a lot of shit. So that tells me maybe yeah. people don't want them yelling so much shit, but what, I think it needs a we, bigger platform. What do we know about having adequate length? Uh, uh, anyhow. Bills play the Patriots. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into it. How do we get out of it? Can we call in sick? I hate facing the Patriots. Yeah, same here. Same here. I'm going to come in from Toronto. You know what, though? You you know what? I'm going to throw this out here. I'm sorry to cut you off. I know you're going to Toronto, but I think this is the one spot in the in in the schedule for every team where everyone's in agreement on something. Fuck having to play these guys. I think every fan of every team sees the Patriots on their schedule and is just like, ah, oh, man, for real. Except we're stuck in this division with them where we got to play them twice every single season. And we're stuck with, what do you know, on paper, it looks like a team that is still missing the LaShawn McCoy that we saw for those four straight wins. And I should say first six games of healthy. And that's the thing that is, uh, you know, We're we're gonna dive. I, I'm I'm at a loss for words because I'm, I'm you know so passionate about this. It's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day. Uh, personally, I'll be in Montreal playing some music Friday night, and then we're gonna be traveling to Toronto, and I gotta get in town to Rochester at three a.m. probably three thirty, and then wake up at seven thirty, hit the road at eight, and I'm gonna be freaking dead, and then. You know, just a thought as negative as and crappy as it sounds. 
the thought of just leaving the stadium after a very bad game or a disappointing game, I should say, it it it, it really sucks because this team it puts you through a lot, and and, and the Patriots are definitely that 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 low point where it's like you know not now i wish we could face this team later in the season at this point you know get some horses back in the stable i it really does suck right now like it uh, it, it dude right you hit the nail on the head it absolutely just sucks like i don't want to face this team I, i i'd rather play seattle any day of the week than the Patriots. All right, so let's go over why we're hurting as bad as we're hurting. All right, well, we're, I mean, we're down with Sean McCoy, potentially. I mean, we saw him dress against the Dolphins, but that's, he's, he's that's rehabbing, supposedly. That's not LaShawn McCoy. Like, he, he had to have been hurting because he, he's better than what we saw. He went nowhere against Miami. So I'm I'm kind of under the impression that if we see him it's going to be that version again until he gets till he gets his leg right. No, you're totally right and it's like Okay, and now I mean let let, let let's keep going here. Let's go right down the list. We know we're at, we're down Watkins. Woods is a big maybe right now. We brought up a practice squad receiver, Ed Egan, who I mean, I guess, I guess that's the better choice than Des Lewis right now. He's five eleven. Um, I forgot his weight. I think like one ninety seven ish, I think some somewhere in that, just under two hundred range. And 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 he's a white kid. Take it, take that how you want it. Um, you know what Rex is joking, Wes Walker. But honestly, if he's saying Wes Walker, I don't know if he's trolling or not. You put on the little YouTube video. There's a three minute clip, a highlight one. And um, yeah, no, they were talking about this on the radio earlier today, man. Like how they lump these guys all together for being like white slot receivers, like Wes Welker, uh, Beasley there. But let's be real, Greg Salas was supposed to take the spot of Chris Hogan in in you know again. Oh wait, <clears throat> but injured reserve for him too, man. Like right, what gives? But here's the deal, though, is. You know, during training camp, you wonder what what the core makeup of their team is going to be. And and you wonder, okay, initially you would say they want this receiver, this receiver, like as in like body style, as in what they do on the field, really, what I mean, you know. You got Watkins, all-around guy. He has a lot of speed, a lot of size. As far as being a thicker dude. Right, he, and that was the one thing that stood out with this Ed Egan kid was his speed. Yeah, against, yeah, with the wind or in the wind? Yeah, He no, ran like a 4-4-5 four, four, or something? Yeah, it, it had like an asterisk that said with wind he ran like a 4-4-3. Four, four, so, you know, he's he was a return specialist for a while in his college career, had had four returns for a touchdown. So that adds a little bit of versatility. He's a lot of which might be which might be why he got called up over Des Lewis cuz I mean Des Lewis is just kind of like some long arms to be in the end zone, you know. Right. That's how I look at that guy. Right. No offense to that guy, like That's 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 actually my point is I think what this team is missing is that Hogan, that Salas, that now 
I think Ed Egan will be taking that spot. You want a guy to run some drag routes to just get open in little areas. And he's and, and as a as a returner and a punt returner, he's got like if you watch a lot of his plays, granted it's college, okay? He's got some some shiftiness to him. I'm not gonna put too much stock into him. You don't even know if he's gonna see the field. But All he's right. been on the practice squad, and you never know. This is how this is how guys yeah, get let, a start. You know what? Let me sum it up. Let me sum it up here. Ed Egan, we know you're listening. What I want you to do, bud, is go into the Bills film vault, because I'm sure there's a film vault in the stadium somewhere. All right, there's got to be, right? Go in there, pull up some footage, watch a guy named Roscoe Parrish. Just, just do what he does. Just do what he does. Be be that good for us, and I'm satisfied. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What did Roscoe Parrish do? He, like, went fast. And I did like him in the slot. Oh, yeah, no, throw him in the slot, and, you know, he can, he can stretch the field. He can get those, those 5 to 10-yard balls, and he can help out in the return game. Not that Brandon Tate's doing a poor job, but, hey. No, this kid seems a little bit quicker and a little bit shiftier. Yeah, he's um. But I, I mean, I haven't I, seen him at the pro level yet either. What I want to know about him is, is, is what does he offer? Is, is he just a? Is is he the possession guy with some speed to him? I mean, if he got called up, there's a reason for it. You know right, what I mean? He, right. No, because there he were, must have showed something. There were a few other options on on the practice squad. As well as you know, they've they've actually brought in a couple names in the last couple days, which I'm not even going to get into it. There's there's no sense in even like digging at it. If they get called up to the active roster, we'll talk about it because I don't want to waste your time and put you to sleep with a bunch of shit. That I mean, who cares? Okay? Go on buffalobills.com. Yeah, if if you really want to know, check out anything you really Chris Brown know, does. It's out there. Um, right, right off the bat, you're talking receivers. You're talking about. You know, uh, our bread and butter has been the run game. And, and, right. And, and the run will open up the pass. And here we are, another season, where these wide receivers are just dropping like flies. But Robert Woods is supposedly doing some work in practice. I don't know if he's back yeah, back. He's but back he's a in practice. Kid. Walking boots off. It's a step in the right direction. No pun intended. But, uh, yeah. I'm not too worried. Um, now, again, the thing that we kind of didn't bring up directly here is we're down another one with Marquise Goodwin. He's in the concussion protocol. He bounced his head off the field hard as shit against the Dolphins. So that that's kind of what prompted this whole I have no clue what the discussion. update is with him. I'm assuming out. I mean, I... I don't know for sure. I mean, maybe we'll clear protocol before the weekend. But here, here is a bright side to look for. I don't though. think you, I don't think you're calling up receivers off the practice squad if your guy's coming back. Here, here's what I think week. though. Receiver wise, I mean, we're kind of doing this backwards because we should talk about establishing the run first. But it, 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 I might as well wrap up the thought on the receiver I got, which right. is which is Justin Hunter, third week in the offense. Okay. This could be Justin Hunter's breakout game, you would think, if it's his third week in the offense and he's really studying because 
he's had two touchdowns in two games, and I'm not going to sneeze at that. No, no. At the same time, you know, I'm not going to. Right place, right time. There's exactly. something there. There's something there. And, and, and we're talk, We're not just talking catches. There's not many catches. But we're talking right spot, right time. And we're talking touchdowns. I value a touchdown like four receptions. You know, I don't know. I could be, right. That's my I mean, that's a David yeah, number in my head. There's guys who can get open, but then there's guys who can get open in the end zone. So, so far, Justin Hunt has been uh, showing us that end zone. And I'm about that. One thing I think you could work on, and we touched on it last podcast uh, for the Dolphins wrap-up, was um, there was a play last week where Justin Hunter, the cornerback, stretched out nicely, made a really nice play, and pretty much blocked Justin Hunter from catching a touchdown in the end zone. And it was a, it was a stretchier play. And I think the vet move is to stick the arm out, learn how to the, – the vet uses his body a lot more. To, to get himself in the way of that ball to, oh, to make room. You're talking where Byron Maxwell had him contested on the uh, yes on, on the, left, yeah on the edge of the end zone, yep, right by yep. the pylon area. Yep. And um, that, and that's something that over time again you're talking about Maxwell. He's been on three different teams. Uh, he's been around. Yeah, he's been. You know, he was a part. Vet. He was part of like. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to say legendary because it's still like our era, but like. Yo, that that Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom secondary was some serious shit, man. And who knows? They're, they must be using him right because he's making plays, and and that that's the one thing that Justin Hunter, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure he felt bad about it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I could be wrong because he was so close to his legs. Anyways, Maxwell, it's kind of like. I could be making something out of nothing. I just think the kid's developing, and I can't wait to see where he is by the end of the year. Is this because you got Robert Woods' contract coming up? I think the Bills should re up Robert Woods. He does everything the team asks for him. I'm a big Robert Woods fan, and his he was in a contract year right now. And then you got an option on Sammy Watkins, I believe, at the end of this year for his fifth year or something. Again, I know nothing about what I'm talking about, just what I think I heard. But as far as Robert Woods, what if Justin Hunter starts showing up? You know what I mean? Like, what if he becomes Mr. Dependable? Now you have an option, and there's opportunity for him right now. And this is where people get paid. I mean, look at a guy like Victor Cruz. You know, he, he made a mark in preseason, and yes, he's been hurt. This year has been actually pretty healthy. But, you know, everybody's good in the NFL. It takes opportunity. And I think Justin Hunter, he's already been released before. You know, that's horrible. He's not an old player. He's a very young player, drafted very early. You know, he's the second-round wide receiver. Yeah, There's nothing to sneeze at. He was just a – there was only a few picks between him and Robert Woods. Dude, he's nothing to sneeze at, man. And, like – I'm looking forward to that. But here's the deal. Right off the bat, the Bills need to establish the run. They abandoned the run. We did not harp on it enough last podcast. Um, I thought about it after we got done. I'm like, man, we did not harp on it enough. This team's offense is predicated on the run. This team needs to control the clock. 
You need to get Brady in a corner and, and, and make him one-dimensional. And the way they're going to have to do that is to run this ball very successfully. The Bills need to control this game just like they've controlled a few other games this year. They need to have control of the clock. They really cannot, just cannot give the Patriots opportunity here with the football. And I think touchdown Mike Gillisley, he needs to touch the rock a lot more. As Shady is feeling, what I'm hoping, what I'm really hoping, what I'm really hoping happened last week is, and this is a fantasy, I'm hoping that Shady didn't retweak his, his hamstring. I'm hoping he just said, like, yo, coach, I ain't got it. Now, a good football player will never say, you know, the old way people say, oh, you're never going to do that. Look, you might look at it like I'm not feeling right. I'm just done. And that's what I hope it was. I hope that he still progresses this week in his rehab. To get that hamstring better. But unfortunately this hamstring will probably linger all year long. And a guy like Shady McCoy. He makes his bread and butter within his first few steps. And a few sounds like a lot to me for him. But it's the truth. And without him. We're going to see more Reggie Bush. We're going to see more Mike Gillisley. But don't give up on it. I hope they don't give up on it. Bill Belichick wants to make this guy throw the ball. He wants to see Tyrod Taylor do it. And you know what? Tyrod threw a lot last time they played the Patriots. He didn't put up 300 yards, but he put up one of his highest totals. I believe it was like 245 yards. Last time the Bills played that same Patriots defense minus Ninkovich. So establishing... The run opens up the play action. It opens up people losing their disciplines. And I think that's where the Bills excel is when you suck them in. It's like trolling somebody with a joke. You you just you put the bait out there. You pull it in slowly. You just reel it in. Some dumbass is going to catch on. And hopefully they start biting. You get these players to show some tendencies. And... The Bills can hopefully scheme and adjust to it. And, and, and really, that's what I think this game comes down to is coaching. You're going up against Bill Belichick. I can't stress it enough. Is there a harder coach to go up against? You're talking about somebody who is a, a, a maniac. Think about this. When has there been a team that's dominated like this in any sport you know, people, we talk about it all the time. Like, that's what Bills fans always talk about. It. We've t- even, even if you take f- shave five years off, you could say, wow, I can't believe this team. We've been saying it every year for how long? Right, well, especially a team. And that's our biggest excuse. And, and the, the craziest part is that team kind of has a high turnover rate. You know what I mean? There's a, lot, there's a lot of comings and goings on that roster every season, you know, and they're, they're kind of those guys that do find that, like, that medium well cooked, like seasoned vet, put him in when, when he's kind of like plateauing skill wise, but peaking intelligence wise, and just makes 
makes the most out of you you know what I mean just like plugs into like a system that just keeps working. Well, Donald Jones and John Murphy were talking how, about that. How do you keep plugging these guys in like that? They they were talking about it on their podcast with with Steve Tasker or uh, the John Murphy show in podcast form. I, I always listen to it, and uh, it was good. It was very uh, yeah, good. Man. You got you got to swerve around them commercials if you can. Mm-hmm. But they had this very similar conversation about you know. Donald Jones had a cup of coffee with, with, with the Patriots and, you know, he was talking about how like Bill Belichick, like they, they switched to play names because like Ray Lewis was so smart. They just, no, we're going to revamp the plays and actually like confused receivers and, and other guys, you know? And it's like, they brought it up. They, the experts bring it up the best. How many times have we heard? The system in Foxborough with the Patriots is, like, so plug-and-play friendly. You know, look at these guys that step in to win a game. And you have to keep in mind, there is an advantage to not having much tape on somebody. There really is. But can you just make the smart play and not do something dumb? That's the big thing. You are a game manager. It's not flashy to be a game manager. Manager, but guess what? Out of four times, the Patriots without Brady were successful three times doing that. That confirms to me, and should confirm to you, this Bill Belichick guy is no joke. Do they bend the rules? Do they cheat? Yes. At the same time, take it or leave it with Deflategate. I don't know what to think about it. If they didn't have chinks in their armor blatantly already, okay. You know, but. It's a little ridiculous when you get depressed seeing the Patriots on the schedule. And you can blame Bill Belichick and having a new wrinkle every time you see him. I mean, what other teams could throw for a bunch of yards and then one week just run for a bunch of yards? Throw for a bunch of yards, throw for a bunch of yards, run. You know, it's like they're unpredictable in, in at the same time, is Rex Ryan going to show what he's showed them before? You know, that that's the thing. is You have to, as Rex Ryan, guess what they want to do. And the thing I think is this. Is if you're Rex Ryan, you're thinking, or, or if you're a casual fan, you're immediately thinking here. Go down this rabbit hole with me. You're immediately thinking, the Patriots just watched the Bills get the ball run down their throat. With Jay Ajayi, he's got similar size to LeGarrette Blount. He's a big guy. They're going to want to run the ball down our throat. Right, but they also can't forget that they faced us, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whatever it was, three weeks ago. And they couldn't do it? And they got, like, 54 yards out of out of the guy. So, like... but, but on the big point of it, though, think about this. Why were they successful with that? Why were the Bills successful with that? Because they didn't have to defend against Tom fucking Brady. Exactly. And he wears Uggs. Does that not say it enough? What if he played in Uggs? Yo, if Tom Brady played in Uggs... 
I'm not gonna lie. I I I I'd wear some long to hang with Tom. I'd hang with Tom. I don't I don't hate Tom. He's a hard working football player. The reason you hate Tom Brady is because you wish you had him as a quarterback. Best story ever. Get over it. Nah, For- I hate him because he's a smug ass fucking rich boy dude that I wouldn't have liked ever. I don't know about oh, all that. I just that. ripped ass. I wonder if you can hear that in the mic. I'm gassy. The great story right now. Oh man. So what I'm what I'm getting at here is if Rex Ryan guesses wrong, we should do a scratch and sniff podcast. How can they download this odor? Feet. Scratch and sniff guess the feet. Anyways, speaking of, so if you're if you're Rex Ryan, which I am, and you're thinking, okay, Billy Boy just saw this right now, so Billy Boy is going to at least test the waters, or is Billy Boy not even going to try to throw that at you? You know, because when you have a guy like Tom Brady, you can come up with anything that falls out of the fucking sky for an idea. And have it be executed because you know the guys on the, on that team are not going to want to disappoint Tom Brady. If you're in the room with Tom Brady and you can't execute, Donald Jones said it. You're just not going to be there. That's it. That's it. You want to be volatile? You're not going to be there. They they got rid of a Hall of Famer wide receiver in Randy Moss. Get out of here. Yeah, for, because for was, real though, that's uh, that's that team though. That is that is the New England Patriots. They are strictly business. There's never, oh, let's keep this guy around. He's a good guy. Veteran leadership in the locker room. It, it, it doesn't happen there. It just doesn't. You come in, and as soon as you decline, you're gone. Next guy, next guy up. And the thing about it is, who's not going to go play there? Like Historically, your probability of earning a ring with that team is... Much, 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 much higher than with pretty much any other team around the league. Again, back to that just continued dominance year after year. Like, the the Patriots don't not make the playoffs. It's just, that's just the way it has been. That has been the reality that we have been living with for a decade and a half. I feel like the Patriots should have, like, a little, like, they should just have, like, a tower in the playoff department. Like, really, a moat. And the the biggest, you know, you know what the biggest attribute I have with the Patriots? We touched on it on Facebook Live today. And I have a real bone to pick. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably sick of hearing it. But I, for real, don't want to go down conspiracy aisle here. Yes, you do. You always say you don't, but then you do it anyways. Just say you do. Go. I really feel conspiracy the, theory. Go. I really feel that the way media is, where it's it's so instantaneous. I mean, think about when Tom Brady came into the league until now. There wasn't Twitter back then. There wasn't this instant access MySpace back then. Even you know, it just wasn't happening. I remember when Brady was such a great story and. You know, even though you're a Bills fan, it's still kind of like, man, that sucks. But, like, that's kind of neat. They play good defense, and Tom Brady managed the game. And they did not win Super Bowls again until Seattle decided not to run the damn ball. So I don't want to hear about it. You can win games without Tom Brady. But what's happened is 
We're in a microwave society. There is media everywhere. Look at us. Back when Tom Brady started, I couldn't just fire up a podcast. When somebody told me that a song was like three megabytes, I was like, get out of here. On my hundred or on my three hundred megabyte hard drive, get out of here. Or it might have been a hundred megabyte hard drive. I can't fit that song. You know, you're messing with naps or whatever. And it's like times have changed. And what's sustained? Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. You could even throw in Philip Rivers later on. You know, even some on the fence. Eli Manning, it, it, Drew Brees, you know, came to fold when when Philip Rivers started heating up. And it's like this, man. It's like. Right, but I mean, the accolades there, it's like a big drop off from one to the next. Like Brady to Manning, that's a drop off. Manning to the, the other Manning, that's that's another drop off. Yeah, but drop. what I'm saying you know is, I mean? is like, those are considered, my overall point is, those are considered uh, over. Um, um, franchise quarterbacks. And to be fair, league, I'm just counting rings here. They're they're in the league over a decade, right? And, and what I'm saying here is, times have changed so much, and I feel like the term elite has been shot out there. I feel like there's a lot more Hall of Fame talk these days than there ever should be. I mean, what the hell is Aaron Rodgers doing right now for the Packers? Right. Really, you need to have a team around you. You and, or, or for instance, another one like Cam Newton was the league MVP last year, and where are the Panthers? No, but my point is this, dude: is times so like sh- even when you no, what I'm saying is even when you do catch a guy that can play, or for instance, again, where's Andrew Luck at? They right. went, they went from being a game away from the Super Bowl. Involved with you know involving some underinflated balls allegedly, soft balls, which didn't even matter. Like you guys are no, dumb. Yeah, no, I mean like, like yeah. as a Bills fan, you want to see that team get penalized, the Patriots, but not not cheaply. But yeah, whatever. We've gone over that. You know, like I even saw a thing with John Elway where he's like, you know, I. I checked out some balls that were inflated to the same PSI as like this. Yeah, that's what Tasker was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I heard the same thing, and he's like, "There's no advantage here." It's just like I think it would help if you're running the rock, you don't fumble, especially when you. I mean, dude, we've gone over that, especially when you look at a guy like Green Ellis who leaves the pass and then he fumbles more. Um, but that that could also change. You look at Adrian Peterson on a sidebar; he had a very big fumbling problem. He came back the following year and he corrected it, and, it, and it's. You know, it's simple fundamentals, honestly. You know, look, my point on these quarterbacks and the, and the times changing is these guys have sustained careers until Peyton Manning last year, or retired, obviously. But what the media likes to do is they like to tell you, because it sells advertising very easily, to talk about the quarterback. It's always about the quarterback. What can the quarterback do? What can this guy do? What can that guy do? And it's not that bad. I'm sick of hearing it. Because Rex could scheme up a game plan to stop Tom Brady. But we're so defeated, we're more defeated than we need to be. Because last I checked, Tom Brady still loses football games. He doesn't lose many. Yeah, he only loses like four or five a year. but He doesn't lose many. But he's still a human being. How do you know Tom Brady isn't overly hyped for this game? I don't know. You can trust he's not. 
But I think we really got to focus in on this team here and stop worrying about this. Can Tyrod do it or not? Well, we're going to have to wait and see. We don't have a choice. And what are you going to do? Bring someone else in to learn the offense? You know you don't want to see EJ. Most of you guys. I could, I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope Brady gets a case of the loose bowels or something. No, I have to hit the locker room. Hit the locker room. Shit, dude. This is Brady. He'll have shit rolling down his Uggs. He ain't giving a fuck. He's playing. He'll smear the whole field in shit for all he cares. He'll look at it like a competitive advantage, and then he'll lose two draft picks over it because dude got some kind of staff infection in his eye. So, whatever, man. Like Lorenzo Alexander gets pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yo, I'm I'm hoping that that Alexander gets gets a taste of that though. I hope I hope he gets in that backfield, keeps his streak going. Longest sack streak since 2011. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, what's up, what's up with this too? I mean, we talk about it every week. He, you know, when you look it over running, like if I had, if I had keys to the game, you want to go something like that to, to kind of do a few more minutes and bounce out of this joint, like establish the run. The Bills abandoned the run last time. And I said earlier, and I'm going to say it again, I couldn't, I, I forgot to harp on it last podcast. So I was so focused on, um, actually, it might have been the other way around. They need to stop the run. And, and, and this team's, uh, how do you know that this loss to Miami couldn't be the best thing to happen to this team right now? Like, look, we went on a four, I, I want to spin it positive. We went on a four game win streak. You're Rex Ryan. You're talking to your team. I'm going to pretend here. Okay. Get the scratch, a sniff, feet, let's go. Look, we just got run on with a lot of yards. We don't want to be the back-to-back team 200 yards. What what the hell happened there? We just got run on. And, oh, by the way, our offensive line fell apart. And there was some nice plays from him. At the same time, you got a guy like Jerome Felton not in. What do you do? I shouldn't say not in. He had a back injury earlier in the week. Everybody's playing through injuries. Yes, I know. But, Reduce snap count. Right. So what I want to know here is, positively, you're a coach. You go in there. I'm Rex. Hey, guys, look what happened to us. We got carved up both sides of the ball here. All right? We should have pulled that game out. And it was really shitty Watching a team just slowly, we all knew the Bills were going to just melt. It was that feeling, and it's that feeling that we've kind of had in some of these four games, and they get out of it. And frankly, when Tannehill doesn't Tannehill, he doesn't fumble, He does, you know, the Bills got, there was no turnovers in the game. You know, the Bills have been a turnover machine this year. They've been playmakers. And if there's a time they got to be playmakers. Takeaway machine. Exactly. Not the turnover machine. They, they I'm just gotta, throw they that out real quick, too, though. Tyrod's only thrown two interceptions through seven games. You know, now that you say that, he's going to throw 12. I know. But here's the deal. You got Marcel Darius coming back. He's playing. Is he Even if he's 80%, I think he's very effective. Just to have a rotation to give Kyle a break, give Adolphus Washington a break, give Corbin Bryant a break. Yeah, or no, have whatever combination you want on the field. You got Shaq Lawson game two. What's he do? He goes after the quarterback. That is his thing. But if this team can run spy versus spy here, 
Bill Belichick is going to test the run. You're stupid if you don't. You're stupid if you don't. At the same time, he also knows Rex Ryan is going to clean that defense up. So he might. Yeah, he, he also knows that the Bills got two of the hardest hitting inside linebackers in the league right now. True. At the same time, what I'm saying here is if it's five versus five, second level is okay. If Rex neutralizes the run, what do I have for Brady in stock? Because Bill Belichick is great at halftime. He comes out of half, he figures it out. And that's what I love seeing about this Rex team, though. They've been they've been making adjustments, and usually they're very they usually. But for those four games, they're they won the game. To me, that's success. I don't think they're really holding on all the time. There are some close calls. You know, Roby comes out with a nice pick six. It gives you okay, cool, cool. We can breathe a little bit. But let's be real here. Brady's going to do what he does. And what I'm curious is what kind of exotic looks are we going to see from the Bills? I'm not a football coach. I play Madden. And I want to get to Tom Brady at the same time. If he's going to get the ball out within two seconds like he did last time with the Bills, I think it was like in a 1.8 sometimes getting the ball. Like ball snap, boom, boom, out. And it's like, how? So Rex entertained this theory first game of the year against the Patriots last year, which was, okay, you want to get rid of the ball in two seconds. Where are you going? Game two against the Patriots. Knock Brady on his ass. We loved it. Rex said that's the way he plays the Pats. That's the way the Giants won in the Super Bowls against Brady. That's the way that the Saints beat up Brett Favre in the championship game years ago. You know, it happens. You knock these guys around, they get rattled. But my point here is this. Could we see a combination of both? Because it sounds like Rex was working on something when he said, I felt when he said that, it was a very cutting-edge statement when he says, hey, where is he going to throw it? So I'm seeing, I'm hoping to see a lot of cool zones and, and people blocked off because you have to counter against the little rub routes, the pick routes that the Patriots love to do. That's going to create an opening for a monster who's as wide as this room of an arm span in, in Rob Gronkowski. And then, oh, by the way, Bennett, I think Bennett is better than Aaron Hernandez. I've always thought that, you know what I mean? Like you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me, but I, I really feel that we're going to see some cool stuff on defense. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, and we'll probably get some, uh, you know, typical, which I guess it really is non-typical Rex Ryan looks, you know? What's typical for Rex Ryan? Because he puts, no, like... Well, well, that's what I'm saying, like, typically non-typical. Yeah, right? yeah, it's... It's almost like, what do you do? Do you come up with, like, four different game plans here? All right, they're doing this, this, this. Let's, uh... Let's switch it up. I, I, I don't know. I really, I, you know, I, I was talking to my buddy not to be negative time now, but I, I, I was talking to my buddy Tom, and, man, I told him, I go, I would not be shocked if the Bills get their ass kicked this game. Like, this is not good timing, but the flip side is they just came off a brutal loss to a divisional opponent. Their back is up against the wall again. You got to get these wins in the AFC. 
especially your division. These games count as two in your division, and you just lost to the freaking Dolphins. Fitzpatrick has his best game of his career, probably, against you. Like, what's Tom Brady going to do? Tom right, Brady no, has I know, big but... targets and little freaking dudes running around everywhere. This is our last chance to sweep an opponent this year. Right, and it's like, I said it last week, I'll say it again. I would trade that, that loss or that win against a Tom Brady-less Patriots team and take a sweep from the Patriots than have a loss to the freaking Jets and the Dolphins, man. Like, that ain't good. We can't have these teams freaking lingering around, man. No, they can't not at be all. lingering around. The Bills are on top. They need to they need to if this team can win this game, this says a lot. This says a lot. But I don't want to see people blaming Tyrod if it's not all on Tyrod. That's all it was. I'm seeing on WGR, oh, does Tyrod still have it? Do you still need more time to evaluate? Like, that's the dumbest fucking question in the world because you don't have a choice but to sit back they're, and evaluate. No shit. They're blaming the only guy that hasn't gotten hurt yet. Give me a break here. Can the offensive line have a bad game? What's the one thing with the line that we've been talking about? Their pass protection. It was not up to snuff. But look on the other side of the ball. It's about time those guys in Miami who get paid too showed up. Yeah, they get paid a shitload of money too. Find us on Twitter. I'm Dave at NumBillsFan. I'm Adam at NumBillsAdamD. NumBillsFan.com. Don't forget, 7 o'clock, brought to you, presented by BillsForLife.com, presented by Run Through, the biggest Bills Mafia Facebook group in the land, over 51K. Yep. What? And, yo, don't forget, Punch Drunk Sports. Dot com. Check them out. There's a podcast, Punch Drunk Sports. You already heard the intro in the beginning. Check them out. Good general sports talk. Great stuff. They cover a lot of UFC. Cover some playoff baseball. Good Very stuff. Very funny. Very funny. They do talk a lot of NFL, too. So we're out of here. Thank you for checking us out. I'm Dave. That's Adam. Yeah, we said that. You're still here, and I'm still here. Not for long. Just going to whisper. Numbillsfan.com. Turn it off, Dave.